Everyone's Jeff from Honor Combat and Survival, and I just got back from speaking at the Self-Reliance Expo in Lakeland, Florida this past weekend, and I got in late last night, and I am back out on another plane tomorrow at about 3 o'clock out to Colorado for another event, so I have no time in between, but I refuse to fail at getting out another podcast for our listeners. So, I thought of something here. We're going to give this a try. We're going to go into Survival Speed Round. Check this out. bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, hey everyone, it is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine. And okay, what is Survival Speed Round? Well, we get a ton of questions in all the time from Facebook, we get them in from the blog. We get them in in response to the podcast. We get them out. We just we, we get a flood of questions in, right? New World Patriot Alliance, we're getting questions for all of our experts all the time. So I thought, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and do a quick speed? I only got like five minutes before I have to go pack my bags for another flight. So what I thought we'd do is I'll take five questions, five answers in five minutes, and we can knock out some really cool – I can just take care of five people right here, right now, with some uh, – just get ready to write fast. And uh, we'll get we'll get some of these things uh, there. So I chose uh, five recent questions that came in, and uh, so we're just going to knock these out real quick, okay? Um, and I don't have a stopwatch, but I'm going to assume that I can knock this out in a minute. Although you know how I like to talk, but we'll see what we can do, okay? Okay. Uh, Terry V says, my number one question is, I'm building up food reserves and do not really have a safe hiding place, and I don't have a bug out location. I'm stuck here. Where do I hide my emergency food? Uh, okay, Terry. So. The, you, know, you might have heard the 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 saying like the best place to hide is in plain sight. Well, that's the way I look at survival food too. So I use the uh, the food for patriots survival food, and those come in plastic containers. Now you can do this with your own survival food if you have something else. You can just get those those uh, large plastic containers like you use for Christmas ornaments and things like that. Just make sure that they're not see-through. The ones that come from Food for Patriots are gray. They look very bland. You've heard of, like the gray man. Well, these are like the gray kits, and they stack up as well. So what you can do and what I do is I go ahead and take those those bins, and I put them inside of a closet where they're in a dark place. Not that it necessarily needs it, but it's in an out-of-the-way place. I put it in the back of our, our of a closet, and I write on the outside with permanent marker, Christmas ornaments and Christmas wrapping paper and things like that, that if anybody were to search for anything, they would just naturally assume, because that's where people keep their Christmas ornaments, right? They keep them there. So nobody's going to think to even go in there that there's any sort of survival food in there. So that's my number one recommendation for hiding your survival food. Okay, Brian S. asks, when hiding your guns during martial law, what do you do about the guns that are in your safe? Okay, I, this is actually a question I got at a recent, uh, when I was speaking at a Self-Reliance Expo also, about martial law. Okay, so the guns in your safe, keep them there. And why? Because it's obvious, right? So again, if you go, if you have, let's just say, we're in total martial law, 
stormtroopers are coming in. They're looking for they're they're confiscating guns. Um, I don't necessarily see this happen. However, we have seen this happen in the past. So, what they, they go around? They see your gun safe there. They know that there's got to be guns in there, right? So if you open it up and there are no guns in there, then they know that you're probably hiding them somewhere. So they're going to go and look elsewhere. So you want to keep your giveaway guns in there. And so what I mean by that is it's always good to get some really super cheap firearms, okay? Really super cheap ones. You buy them used. Buy them where it doesn't even matter if they work, okay? They can even be broken. But those are the ones you put inside of your you're safe, all right? Those are your giveaway guns. And you don't fight too hard. You put up a little bit of a, you put up a little bit of a, a resistance, but you eventually give in and then you go, you open up your safe and you, you basically reluctantly hand over your guns, quote unquote. Um, but the other ones you have to be able to, the ones that you're actually going to use and the ones you, you need to keep, you're going to keep those hidden somewhere. So the best way to do is to cash them. Um, in a container, and I can't go into all the ways to, to cash it right now, but basically have those hidden. Have those someplace where you'll be able to access them, okay? Uh, Dawn says, when prepping for financial collapse, should I melt down my jewelry or keep it in individual pieces? Uh, great question, Dawn. And so with jewelry, I, I tell people don't don't go ahead and melt it down into ingots or anything like that. Uh, one, because if you really do get to the point where you have to use your jewelry as currency, if we're really like at that level, the jewelry itself might be more valuable as jewelry because it really, like any any currency really is only given the, the, the worth that it has by the people who are taking it, right? So there might be a woman who really likes that jewelry. Or there might be a guy who really likes that jewelry for his wife or something like that. Like it might be, might be more valuable to that person in the form of the jewelry that you have. And that, that, so that could be, so there's, there's not just the weight of the metal, but it's also the value of the jewelry itself. Okay. But you always have that option later on if it really does, does get down to where the currency changes to where the people are accepting silver or gold ingots and things like that that you could melt it down from that from that point on so don't jump the gun on it use it for its uh, the value that it has as the jewelry first okay uh, james m says how can i prepare on a limited budget i don't have a large cash reserve gold and silver or hidden assets that can be used for barter so preparing on a limited budget i always tell people basically you look and in fact i just spoke about this at self-reliance expo People tend to think too large of a list, and then they, that keeps them from ever doing anything. And the best thing to do is just look at you know, basically what you need is shelter, you need food, you need water, and you need security. And so those are the, those are, if, you, if you cover those four things, you're pretty much taken care of no matter what happens, okay? So shelter, you have your shelter, but you need some sort of alternative shelter. Now, that can just be you don't need a, a, a bunker somewhere. It could just be identifying um, family or friends that live uh, a, a far enough distance away that if there's any sort of collapse or, or natural disaster, you can go there. That could be your retreat, so to speak. Okay, food. Um, I like, again, I'm going to bring up food for patriots because it's the most economical. It, it's really inexpensive. You can get a whole bunch of it. It's already in containers, um, and, it, and you can use it now even, okay? Water, you just need some way to manufacture water. So a good water-holding con container and a filter so that you can put any sort of water in there and do it. And then, and then weapons. You need something that you can have just for personal defense. It can even be a pistol, 
and it doesn't have to be expensive, okay? So those are the things I tell the people, just focusing on those four things instead of the big gigantic list that a lot of people uh, will have on the internet, okay? Uh, last one here is Joseph F. What is a good average for supplies and ammo as it relates per person? Um, that is age, sex, area you live in, in place, or bug out retreat to thrive for one, six, or even 12 months. Average meaning what basic survival needs must be met and those only. I kind of go back to the same thing with the, um, you got to make sure you have all of the, um, so what I tell people is, look, when it comes to, when it comes to water, you do want to make sure that you can manufacture water, all right? So anything that you store, these people with giant pantries and 55-gallon drums of water that are stocked away, you know, those are those are great, but if you're forced out of your home, you really can't take that stuff with you. So you really need to think mobily, all right? That, so that's going to be that's going to be uh, the, the best way to think. And then it's really only what you can carry. So you can carry it in your vehicle is going to be your best bet if you do have to leave. Um, but what I always plan on is one year. Okay, so let's start with survive in place, one year of food and a way to manufacture water, and you're good to go. A lot of the filters will will uh, filter water up to like a million gallons. So you can you can do a lot with filters. And as long as water is readily available, you're good to go. Um, food, I like to look at one year per person. That's what I have for my family. But having a, another way of manufacturing food helps really well as um, also. So if you have a way like indoor garden or something, I like indoor gardens because outdoor gardens can get raided, but indoor gardens you can kind of keep covert as well, okay? Um, so um, so that's the good average. As far as ammo, um, I like the 22, the, the 22 round better than anything, okay? So is it a gigantic man stopper? No, it's not, but you can carry a lot of it. You can store a lot of it. You can, um, so it's, it's a lot more mobile than other uh, munitions are going to be. So I like having a good 22 caliber firearm. I've got a, a Ruger 10-22 takedown, and um, I could tell you how much ammo I have, but, but it's easy to stockpile a lot of 22 rounds, and it can be used for food. It can be used for defense. It can be used for a lot of things. So those, and those, that'll, that's going to be inexpensive for you as well. Okay. All right. So I'm not sure how I did on the five minutes, but those, uh, those are the five quick questions and five quick answers. So I hope you got a lot out of that. And, uh, until the next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now. Thanks everyone. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.